0: back to another episode. This episode 33. Uh, it's mental health awareness. Uh, I recorded this a little while ago. It's an interview uh, with a chief that a lot of you have probably seen on social media, on Reddit especially, uh, and kind of all over the place lately through news stories as he's been successful uh, in his pursuit of helping sailors with mental health awareness and especially suicide prevention. And I'll, and I'll get to that, uh, the interview with Chief Khan, But I'm gonna start, in lieu of a history segment, I'm going to read an article I read today. It's a blog post by the CNO. It's Suicide Prevention Month, and there's been a lot of very public issues with suicide. Recently, statistics are way up, a lot of really public uh, events that have brought more and more awareness. Uh, So I'm just gonna read this blog post, uh, which is the CNO basically putting a spotlight on it and bringing it to everyone's attention and, and making sure that everyone knows that it shouldn't just be a month, it should be an everyday thing. Uh, So it says September is Suicide Prevention Month, and while we should talk about this subject year round, it is important to me that we have a frank conversation about this right now. Suicide is a tragedy that extends beyond individual sailors. Every death by suicide, whether it be uniformed sailors, Navy civilians or families, affects our entire Navy family, and it is extremely troubling to me that suicide continues to be a leading cause of death in our Navy. We all go through challenges and stressors that can be difficult to talk about, but no one should feel so isolated or overwhelmed by events that they consider suicide. That is why it is important that we talk to our shipmates, really talk to them, ask them how they're doing, and actively listen. Talking about our challenges, whether they're operational, social, or psychological, is one small act we can do every day to make all of us better. It fosters a climate of trust and encourages sailors to ask for help in their time of need. We must build that trust up and down the chain of command to ensure sailors feel comfortable reaching out to their leadership and shipmates. Let me be clear, there cannot be bystanders in our Navy. That is why it's so important that we all take the time to look for potential warning signs. We need all hands on deck for this. Right now, in your division, your department, or your command, there is someone that needs your help, who is struggling with stress or having thoughts of suicide. Sometimes the signs are verbal, like a sailor casually saying that they feel like they have no purpose or feel as though they don't belong. There may also be behavioral signs like increased alcohol use or other substance misuse, withdrawing from usual activities, or uncharacteristic rage or anger. Look closely for these signs when your shipmate is experiencing a combination of multiple stressors, including relationship problems, personal or professional loss, recent career transitions disciplinary and legal issues or financial strain, the harmful effects of prolonged stress and chronic sleep deprivation. With many suicides, shipmates saw signs of distress but weren't able to recognize them as indicators of suicide risk. Trust your gut and act, ask, care, and treat. Use intrusive leadership, look your shipmates in the eyes and ask, are you okay? I expect our leaders to build and support command resiliency teams, along with suicide prevention coordinators use your chaplains, and embedded mental health providers. I want our leaders to set a tone within their commands where sailors feel comfortable and have the courage to ask for help without fear of judgment or consequences. That way, when sailors do seek help, they do so confidently knowing they'll receive the support and resources they need. While we have strengthened our efforts through initiatives like Every Sailor Every Day, along with our Sailor Assistance and Intercept for Life program or SAIL, we have to sustain momentum beyond a singular conversation momentary action, or the creation of a new policy. Help is always available. Call the Military Crisis Line at 1-800-273-TALK. It's 1-800-273-TALK or 8255. Or text 838255 for free confidential support 24-7. I have all that information in the show notes if anybody needs it. Uh, Be there for every sailor every day. Uh, And that's the blog post that just went live, I believe, today. It's becoming more and more front and center because of all the things that are happening. Uh and that's why I wanted to do this episode. I kept seeing a lot of very public issues. Uh I talk about an issue I had uh earlier in my career. Chief Khan talks about issues he had. Uh and I think that's part of what I'm hoping to accomplish with this podcast is to get people to start talking about this, to normalize it, to remove the taboos and get everyone to feel comfortable with talking to anybody about anything in this arena at any time. Uh, It's the only way that we're going to make headway in combating this issue. And with that, stay tuned for the interview with Chief Khan on Mental Health Awareness. First, just thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about this. It's something that uh, I've talked to you about your story, um, but it's something that I'm pretty sensitive to because, and and I'll get into it in a little bit, but I had a personal experience with it. And then uh, as I've progressed through my career, I've had a lot of uh, sailors reach out to me and express struggles with it. Uh, a lot of which is based on leadership, which again we'll talk about later. But it's something that I I've linked to leadership development as a basically like a consequence of not of not getting it right, right? A consequence of um, leaders not being developed properly, and then they get you know into bad habits. Uh, some of which I think. I, I, actually, I would actually say a lot of which I would I would say is not their fault, right? Um, which is why this platform exists and why I'm so passionate about leadership development is making sure they have all the tools and training and education that they need to get it right. Um, but then obviously we see those cases occasionally where uh, it's malicious. But uh, before we get into all that, what I'd like to do first, man, is just uh, tell us about yourself, kind of your story uh, and why mental health, just like awareness and, and the tools to to equip sailors to deal with it, why you're so passionate about it, because I learned about you through Reddit and I've seen you putting yourself out there constantly. And then I'm sure a lot of sailors have seen you recently, especially with the, the news article that came out and everything and, and they see you putting yourself out there like that. And I'm curious why you're doing that and why you're so passionate about it.
1: Yeah, man, of course. Thank you. Um, thank you again for having me on here. You know, I've, Definitely. I've listened to your, uh, you know, I've listened to your podcast before, you know, it's awesome. I love what you're doing. So A little bit about myself, I have been in the Navy for 11 years. I was originally born in Kazakhstan, or the former Soviet Union. Um, I moved to the United States when I was three years old, and I lived in New York for about 15 years, and then decided to join the Navy. My original rate is an electrician, I'm now an NCC CRF type, I made it up to EM1 and converted. I've been on two ships, multiple deployments, USS AMB Roberts, FFG 58, now decommissioned, and LHA-5, USS Peleliu out of San Diego, also decommissioned. And then I went to um, NRD Philadelphia. I was a recruiter out there. Um, my team and I were extremely successful, and I made the decision to convert over to NCCRF type, and, they put and me how did that to, happen? I,
0: I read the article um, that went out recently where they, I guess they created this job mm-hmm. for you. How did that happen? I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, so it was actually when I was stationed at NRD Philadelphia. And, you know, we, again, we didn't create anything new. We just started using social media effectively and efficiently. And we were able to produce amazing results. So we just kept pinging Millington and mm-hmm. kept pinging our headquarters. And finally, they're like, we love it we want you down in Millington and you know, I I put in my conversion package. I was converted over to CRF and they brought me down to Millington, Tennessee. So, yeah,
0: just kind of fell into place.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah that was, was awesome. I just thought that was really cool that they were open to that, because uh, it was something that I talk a lot about, leveraging platforms like podcasting or YouTube or what the stuff that sailors have access to on their phones, which they're doing, and I'm actually recording a, a episode soon on the Navy App Locker because the Navy is coming around. Uh, it's taken a long time to swing the ship that direction, but I thought it was really cool that they were that open-minded that they created a job for you to, to leverage social media to recruit, so sorry, a little sidebar, but that was, <laughs> I thought that was really cool that they did that. Oh, yeah, of course. So how yeah. did you get so passionate about mental health awareness?
1: Um, so how did I get so passionate, and why am I so passionate about it? So this year alone, I've lost two friends to suicide. And uh, one was over Christmas. One was a couple of months later. And mm-hmm. one of those friends was Jesse Barber, who's a gunner's mate. Him and I deployed multiple times. Um you know, we've done things together like uh, on deployments and we've been on Liberty together. And when he committed suicide, finally, I was like, you know what, this needs to stop. Yeah. I want to know, you know, why sailors are doing this because I've been there, too. Um, in 2012, when I returned from deployment, I um, I had reoccurring dreams and I had mental health issues and I started spiraling down this mental health you know, black hole or tunnel or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, I was going down fast. And it wasn't until my girlfriend, or now my wife, um, it wasn't until she kind of came in and she was like, this stops, you need to go get help. So I went and got help. Um, I got my treatment, right? Yeah, I did something called um, sleep reconstruction, which I thought was super cool. I thought that it was going to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger, total recall type to where they connect the stuff to my head and I go to sleep and they change it. But it wasn't that at all. Um, It was just like, you Mm -hmm. know, I went up to medical, actually on deployment. So right after I came back from deployment, I deployed again. I went up to medical on deployment.
0: What is, what is it? I've never heard of that before. What is sleep reconstruction? If you, I mean, you don't have to get into too much detail if you don't want to, but
1: yeah, so sleep reconstruction is when um, you just, like, they kind of just, like, change the outcome of your dream. So what they do is, like, every time you have this dream, you know, you wake up, you write it down. And my dream was, you know, I'm coming in mm-hmm. to do, to sweep a room, and I'm the point man. Okay. And, you know, there's someone standing there with a weapon pointing at me. I pull the trigger on my M4. Nothing happens And then that guy pulls the trigger and I wake up and I'm like out of breath and I'm panting. Um, So that was the outcome of the dream that he tried to change. And it was just, you know, every time I would have it, I would wake up and write it down. I would talk about it. He even got to the point to where he gave me his phone number. The doctor up in medical gave me his phone number. And, um, you know, he was like, you know, anytime you have this dream, call me. So every time I had it, I said, he was like, okay, so your primary didn't work. What about your secondary? do you have a sidearm? And I was like, yeah, you know, I have a nine mil. He's like, okay, okay, take out that's your, Interesting. yeah, he was like, take out your nine mil and, you know, use that. So that's what I did. And then one day it just clicked and I went in, I pulled the trigger, nothing happened. I took out my nine mil, I pulled the trigger, um, totally different outcome of the dream. I woke up, I was calm. Um, I wasn't like panting, I wasn't sweating. And that was, you know, that, that was really the entire sleep reconstruction process. Um, right. I had a but, few more sessions, and that was about it. He, You know, he, he left the ship a little bit later on, and, you know, it's was good ever since. Still have—this
0: was 2012, 2013. What got you to put yourself out there in the way that you do? Yeah, so what got me to put myself out there? Um,
1: I specifically chose— I specifically chose Reddit um, to do this mental health campaign on because I love how anonymous it is. I love that people can go on there and be brutally honest and tell you the truth without the fear of, you know, being tracked down or without the fear of repercussions because, you know, again, like I said, that site is honest. So that's why I chose Reddit. And I wanted to show people that, hey, if, if, I went out there and I did it, right. And I had mental health issues, and I got help. This was like I said, 2012, 2013. Right. You can do it too.
0: And yeah, it's it's some it's something I've noticed is that well, like when I I did one discussion thread on there that I don't know if you saw or not, but about the uh, trust between the chiefs mess and junior sailors, and it was pretty mind blowing the willingness to get out to put themselves out there and provide brutally honest feedback or to say things like like uh, where you and, and you can talk about it if you'd like but the story where the sailor put on there that he was going to commit suicide and you tracked him down, right? Like the fact that it's anonymous is probably the only reason why he was willing to post that in the first place. Uh, so that was kind of, that platform is very interesting to me and I'm kind of, I'm still learning it. I, I don't, <laughs> I'm slow. I, I'm a slow learner in the, in the tec- technical world, but I'm still figuring it out. But I think it's super, super valuable for that reason. Uh, do you, do you want to talk about that at all? How that that happened, where you, that sailor put himself out there like that, probably because it was anonymous and then you were able to track him down and get him help? Yeah. Yeah. We could
1: talk about it. Um, So not long ago, a sailor
0: went on Reddit and he posted
1: that he was having some serious mental health issues and he decided that he was going to commit suicide. Yeah. You know, he had a plan. He had. You know, everything set. He knew when he was going to do it. He knew how he was going to do it. So, you know, we noticed that. And, mm-hmm. you know, myself and a team of other sailors just started digging on Reddit and looking at all of his comments and looking at all of his posts and pretty much narrowed it down to 13 commands that he could be at. And just started calling every single command until a sailor at a spe- at this specific mm-hmm. command matched his description and we we're like okay well you know we need to talk to you about something and we informed his chain of command
0: about what was going on and he was able to get the help that he needed that's a, yeah that's that's amazing and that again like just the fact that he was a, he was able to to do that it's like i don't know how many places you can go to and kind of have that kind of conversation like where it, it is anonymous and they can kind of say whatever they want but then i don't to be able to to get him help in that way i think it's it's interesting that you're you're using that platform the way that you are, you're putting all this stuff out there to bring awareness to it. But then now, based on that happening, it's kind of like a the publicity that it's gotten provides this outlet to where if all else fails, somebody could send you a private message on Reddit and just say, Hey, where do I go? And it's completely anonymous. And it's so there's there is no real fear of reprisal like you're talking about earlier, because I know you didn't experience it, but I think we've all heard stories about a shop or a work center or whatever where they feel like now they're carrying the load and so it can bring a kind of a more of a negative atmosphere but i think like maybe knowingly maybe unknowingly you've kind of created an outlet for sailors to at least be able to shoot up a flare to you and say anonymously this is what i'm going through these are the issues that i'm having can you point me in the right direction so that's amazing um so back to what what I mentioned at the beginning, uh, my end of it, I experienced on my first submarine. This was way back in like 2003 because I'm old. Uh, I first leader I ever had in the Navy. Um, there's a lot of context to it. I'm not bashing the guy, but uh, he was going through a lot of things that I don't think he was properly dealing with that led to abusing alcohol and a bunch of other stuff, but it all spilled over into the work environment and me being a brand new, you know, 19 year old uh, junior sailor on his first submarine. And again, back in 2002, 2003, it was a different world. So um, it, the stress and everything else just getting beat down, I could never do anything right. Uh, I got to the, and I, I'm a people pleaser. It's something that with age and maturity, I, I can now manage a lot better than I used to. But I also got into a position where. I, th- I wanted to please everyone all the time. I couldn't make anybody happy. I was getting beat down, basically getting told I, everything I did was wrong. Uh, and so after I, I did a my first appointment was nine months long, got back to to the to home port when we were done and just got into this place where it was getting pretty dark. Like uh, and, and I got to a point where I had a conflict with him at work Got so upset, I was seeing spots like I almost put my hands on him. And then that got to the point where I was finally referred. I, I didn't self refer, uh, I didn't even know it was an option at the time. Um, but got referred, went and talked to a chaplain first, talked to a mental health professional, and then basically just spent time seeing chaps a few times and uh, did a lot for kind of recentering myself. They actually called my parents, uh, put them on the phone, and to, to make sure that when I left the room, I understood the what I would be doing if I ever chose to hurt myself. And um, I got to the point where uh, I was OK after talking to chaps for for a while. And, and I, I kind of rebounded pretty quickly uh, because there was a change in leadership as well. But I always kind of linked it as a leadership thing a lot of the times, not all the time, obviously. Um, but the, the focus of the podcast being leadership development, it's something that I kind of wanted to talk to you about is... trying to think of how to word it like what can what can we do organizationally in your opinion obviously to use leadership development to kind of get away from a lot of this stuff and and i say that kind of meaning that like how do you build mental health awareness how do you build resilience how do you at the very least, build the awareness of the tools into leadership development so that the leaders are using those tools with no fear of reprisal for the sailor, making a a climate where that's a thing. An example kind of being like in the submarine force, we have what's called embedded mental health professionals that they've kind of put in fleet concentration areas for submarines. And it's they're right on the waterfront. If there's an issue, they're sent up there, referred. It's it's like a in I don't know what the right word is outpatient where they're they're still coming to work, but they get if if they're if that's the appropriate response. But they get the help they need right there on the waterfront with the the plan being to get them the help they need while keeping them equipped to deploy and everything else, if that's appropriate. And then if not, they are removed and get that whatever treatment they need. But uh, it's very well publicized. They they go out of their way to reach out to us and, and spend a lot of time trying to build awareness for that with all the leadership. I think it's changed a lot recently, but I'm just curious. I, I don't have the exposure that you do or the experience that you do. So I'm just curious, like what you think we can do as leaders and how we build that into future leaders. Yeah. So, um, you know, Sorry, I, was, I know that was a lot.
1: Oh, no, it's fine. So I will say that the, the Navy is changing and we're seeing that mental health is an issue and we're seeing that mental health is something that we need to work on, you know, and not not just right. the Navy, the, the military in general is changing to where we're, you know, we're seeing that mental health is a problem that you know before we may have not recognized or before we may have not have taken seriously and i think that like as you know some of the mm-hmm. leaders that we have now um i'm not saying all but some of the leaders that we have now when they were coming up mental health wasn't really taken as seriously so okay it, you know may not be as important to them but you know we're definitely changing we're definitely evolving um there's so many resources out there. One of the resources is, um, you know, one of the brand resources is M-Hood out in San Diego, or Mood I think is what they call it, and you go in, you know, you're immediately connected to a mental health professional, um, you know, whether it's a corpsman or a doctor, and, you know, if you need to set up sessions, you mm-hmm. set up sessions. If you need, you know, some sort of prescription, they, they can work on that. So, it is absolutely amazing. Everything that I heard about it is absolutely amazing. You know, I've talked to people stationed there and like I yeah. said, we are changing, we are evolving and that is, you know, just one of the amazing resources that we have out in San Diego. But my biggest thing when it comes to as far as leadership and how we develop is when it comes to mental health is we just have to talk about it, you know. We, we can't just talk about it in September, Suicide Prevention Month or, you know, during Mental Health Awareness Month, we have to talk about it every day. We have to talk about it every week, every month. You know, just like every Friday when your sailors are going out on liberty and, you know, you say, hey, don't do anything stupid. Don't get a DUI. Don't get hurt. Well, it should be the same thing for mental health.
0: Yeah, and that was kind of what I meant by, that was a question I was trying to ask and I think you just got to the point of it was like, how do we normalize it? How do we, because I I think, of, like, I can tell you honestly, and I don't know if everyone feels this way, this is just me, I have a fear of it because I don't feel like I'm equipped to, it's, it's almost like you feel like you're pretending to be a doctor or something, and so it's like, I can have a conversation with a sailor about emotions and how they're feeling and my experiences maybe, but I always have this fear in the back of my mind of saying the wrong thing or... Mm-hmm. Uh, doing anything that would potentially make the problem worse instead of better so it's like how do you how do you fix that I guess how do you how do you build that those tools into leaders so that when that does come up not only is it normalized but I have the tools to talk to that sailor and point them in the right direction obviously but just I I don't know not not make anything worse not like it's it's because I like it's kind of like a sexual assault victim like they train victim advocates to have those conversations and i don't know that we ha- have a tool to do that or what that tool would even be to make a leader or any chief like a sailor walks up and and says hey i'm having trouble here Well, that then what because because you're right like it, you do get uncomfortable and for me it's a fear a thing where it's like i just don't want to do the wrong thing
1: yeah and you know I, i'll be the first to say that i'm no expert in mental health that you know i I'm not a doctor or anything like that. I'm not going to take that away from those amazing, you know, talented people. But I have experience, you know. And like I said, uh, when we as leaders take away that dark cloud stigma over mental health and when, you know, we have to make it not weird to talk about. As leaders, we have to be approachable. We have to be open. You know, there needs to be that comfort between you and your sailor or you and really any sailor that they can come up to you and be like, you know, hey, chief, hey, petty officer, you know, hey, bro, hey, sis, you know, whatever you call it, be like, hey, this is what I'm going through. Right. And until we as leaders show that, that we're approachable and that you can come to us, you know, with your issues and there's not going to be any reprisal, that's when it'll change.
0: Right. And that's kind of my only answer for myself was to just, raise my own awareness right like just do do the research like i am a i'm a book nerd I, i'm always in the instruction to so that if i'm asked the question i at least know where to look and so that's kind of the I, I as i thought about doing this and i sent you that first message i i realized how woefully ignorant i am on a lot of the programs like i know there are programs i know through my doc i can get access to them i know about the embedded mental health program because they did an outreach the training that i went to and i learned about it but outside of that I mean I know there's a lot more going on and and I was woefully ignorant on the program so if a sailor does walk up to me not only did I, f- I that was probably part of the problem is I didn't feel prepared um, so at least I could just refer them to the right place and say hey let's go get you this help it's not a big deal take the time you need which I, I, I can do all those things I guess but there's always that f- I have a f- constant fear of not being prepared for things so <laughs> um, I think that's where a lot of that stems from but yeah I, I think that just talking about it all the time, like you were saying, and I think normalizing it like we do at talking about DUIs, talking about those things at like just at quarters at you know, in the plan of the day, all that other stuff besides it during just that one month of the year, that would be a big step in the right direction for sure. Um, and, and so kind of my next question and, and experts feel free to step in. We have some experts that are on this, on this phone call as well, but, uh, what Besides the MHOOD, what other resources are there that sailors uh, have at their disposal? And then how do they access them? Uh, so if you could talk about what you know and any experience you have with them, and then if if they need to jump in, they can do that as well. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'll tell
1: you the ones that I used. Um, I used Military one OneSource. Um, I used my chaplain, and I used medical. So I, I was very direct with it because, you know, I you know, I identified on myself and my wife told me that I had a problem and I had to go get checked out. So I wanted to go straight to the source. So I went to medical, I spoke to chaplain, I went to one source and, you know, it, it, those, it worked out, it worked out amazing. So those are like your top three, right. That I would say, but there's veterans crisis lines that you could call and text. There's, You know, 800 numbers where someone will pick up, if not right away, um, then, you know, fairly quickly. So while I was doing my research on all these things, I actually texted a, you know, a crisis line to see, you know, I just wanted to see if the number worked because it was an old article. And they responded back right away. They're like, hey, what's going on? What's the issue? And I told them, hey, this is just a test. And they responded with, well, you know, sometimes when you're testing it, you actually –
0: do you need help? Right. Too? So they're very serious about getting you help. Um, is there, so you mentioned the, the resources and that there's either the DOD programs or the ones that are kind of approved by them. Is there a place to go to kind of see that list that you know of? Yeah, I only ask. I'll do, I'll do that research offline. I only ask because as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about it. I'm probably going to put a page on the website and just try to link a bunch of stuff so that they can click it like the phone numbers that you were talking about the military one source and the crisis line and everything else uh so that there is a, a list not like you know that i'm going to be the <laughs> like the official list but just a, a, a link on on there with as much information as i can find is there anything any anything anything else you can think of programs that you want to talk about yeah
1: what i wanted to talk about is as i was doing this research and as i was you know Talking to sailors and on Reddit and getting comments, I noticed that you know, yes, people say go to military one source, and even I went to military. I, I just said go to military one source, um, but if you go on the website, you have to like dig and click links and do all these things to get to where you could actually right. request the counseling. So, what I am working on now is I am working on a website. It is going to be your one stop shop. For mental health, it's going to have yeah. your FAQs, your testimonials, which I think is extremely important to hear other stories from sailors, um, myths and facts, uh, fitness tips, wor- right. or, um You know, nutrition tips, financial tips, just all of your phone numbers right there on the landing page. I want it to be an easy to use one stop shop website to where. Okay. You know, I don't have to go through six or seven different web pages to get to the result. I don't have to search through a PDF pamphlet online to get some information. If I'm struggling, I want something quick and I want something immediate. And that's what I'm trying to build. So it's already built. Um, I have a really good shell laid out or what I think is a good shell. Um, You know, I just I'm just adding to it. As I go, and you know, hopefully, I can get more stuff in there. Right. But yeah, and, and you know, I'm just, you know, like I said, as as time goes on, I'm, I'm just going to keep adding to it. And at some point, I would like to turn it over to Big Navy so they could put their Big Navy touch to right. it. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. When you get it, when you get it done, and you're ready to start getting it out there, let me know, and I'll I'll start. Putting it on all the social media stuff, man. That's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I could just link that straight from the website and and also, separate question. Uh the Navy app locker thing that I was mentioning earlier, have you thought at all about making an app that is kind of in the same vein? Because I know there's a there's a function on my Navy portal for you to either suggest changes to an app, suggest they make an app, which it'd probably be better if you made it, and then uh, you can submit your own app for inclusion in the in the Navy app locker. So if you got to a point where website's built and it's it's a functional tool, making an app so that a sailor can download it to their phone and just tap that app, and then they have access to all the same resources. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not to put anything else on your plate. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're a busy guy, but yeah, I just it's popped in them popped into my head as you were talking about it. I, I try to think to to leverage the the phone as much as possible, just because that's what. Where sailors are getting all their information nowadays. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, I I would love to, but I'm definitely not smart enough um, to to build an <laughs> yeah. app. So websites I can do all day.
0: Yep. I'm yeah. I'm the same way. I I was looking into it for the podcast, and I was just <laughs> God. I'm so slow. So I was talking to my it itsc about it, and uh, yeah, I'm just. It sounds like something I'd have to pay someone to do, or right. get some smart kid to help me with. It. So I, I kind of talked, you, you, you mentioned it a little bit. We've talked about the stigma attached a little bit, but based on junior sailors thinking there's a stigma attached to it, because I think that perception still exists much to our chagrin, right? Like I, I think a lot of people battle against it, and it, especially nowadays, that conversation happens a lot more uh, where fighting against the stigma of, of seeking help, and if you get help, the, there could be repercussions. How do you how do leaders battle that? I guess and, and besides just I, I, talking about it and trying to normalize it, I know that's a big part of it. But do you, do you have any strategies for kind of normalizing it and and making the junior sailor believe and trust you when you say, hey, there's it's not a big deal. There's no stigma attached to it because I know like a lot of times and even on Reddit, a lot of the conversations I've had with guys, some some have gotten really combative just because of the lack of trust they have of chiefs, uh, which is something that I'm I'm focusing on a lot and doing a lot of research on trying to figure that piece out and how to fix it, but, <laughs> um, the, just trying to get them to believe you when you say that, because a lot of times, no matter what I say, I'm kind of coming from the dark side. Like they don't, they don't believe me when I say that. So, uh, any, any strategies for leadership to try to make them trust us when we say, Hey, there's no repercussions. There's nothing to fear. Just go get the help.
1: Yeah. You know, and it, and it kind of goes back to, you know, what I talked about before is, you know, talking about it is a big thing. Raising awareness is a big thing. But, you know, I, I know top leadership also talks about this and just kind of like telling your story. Tell your C story. Tell your experience. Um, tell them what you went through. We all have a story, you know, and every story builds a leader. It's, it's They're kind of like little, like, building blocks. Like, every story, no matter how big or, or how small, it, you yeah. know, builds a leader. So, tell your story. I, I have no problem with Showing my medical record to my sailor, opening it up to all of them and be like, here, look, this is what I've been through. And, you know, I- I'm still here. I'm still in the Navy. And, you know, I'm better. My mental health got better from it. So, you know, that right. that's really my biggest recommendation is just share your personal story. And if you don't have a personal story, you know, go find someone who does. Pull another chief in. Pull another senior chief. Pull another officer in. Right. Um, and have them share theirs, if they're comfortable with it. And when we get comfortable with it, and you know, when we open up right. that dialogue and we become approachable, that's when we're gonna see this stigma start to disappear. Um, you know, when I'm more, when I'm as comfortable about talking about mental health as I am comfortable about talking about a DUI, that's when you'll see this, you know, stigma disappear.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, and it makes sense. It's like you're making yourself vulnerable. So it's like, how how do you not feel like you can at least trust them a little bit, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I know like a lot of stories that I tell about how badly I've fallen on my face as a leader are what like resonate the most with people that listen to the podcast. So I can see the link there for sure and and definitely think that. And I I don't know that I, I don't think I've ever told this story, my personal story, uh, ever. I don't know. It's definitely not on the podcast. I don't know if I've shared it with junior sailors or not. Um, but yeah, it's not something I'm worried about sharing at all. And I, and I think that's why like the most valuable dialogues I've ever had with leadership or junior sailors is that kind of stuff. Right. Like the almost being self-deprecating in a way or just making yourself vulnerable where it's like, look, man, I fail too all the time as a leader. Right. Or I had this experience, too, because I'm human and it it happens. You, there's resources available. You get help, and then you keep it moving. Like there, I think it'd be pretty shocking for a lot of people to know how many people, how many leaders, the people that they think haven't gone through this have gone through it. You know what I mean? Like, and, I, and that's why I really appreciate the fact that you're putting yourself out there in the way that you are. The mechanism for me, like with this podcast, like my name's not on it, my face isn't on it. Part of that is because I just don't, I don't, I just don't like attention at, in general. But also because I, I kind of did this th- thought experiment when I was first coming up with this because I was trying to figure out how people would respond to it. Um, and I thought that junior sales, especially who was my target audience, is to try to develop them as leaders, is that if it looked like it was a look at me project, then they wouldn't trust me in the way that I need them to. And so by me not making it about me and not making it about anybody else that comes on, I feel like they'll trust me more and they won't think like, what am I gaining from this nothing like except the satisfaction of knowing that we're providing a tool that they can access whenever they want to, to help them out. Right. And I don't benefit financially, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so I just just the putting yourself out there, the vulnerability. And so I think it's I think it's even more incredible in, in, in your scenario where you are putting your face on it and you're putting your face on something that people think is taboo and that makes them uncomfortable. They don't even want to talk about their own experience. And you're getting out Mm -hmm. there, (laughs) like putting your face on Reddit, putting your face on YouTube, putting your face wherever and saying, Hey, like this happened to me. Like, this is what, this is the help that I got for it. You can do that too. It's not like I'm flourishing after getting that help. Uh, and I'm flourishing because of that help. So I think it's, it's pretty incredible, uh, that you're doing that. And I'm sure you get thanked all the time, but I want to thank you personally for doing that. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's exactly why I wanted to do it and put myself out there like that is because, you know, it, I want people to see, like, that. that's him. Right. He did it. You know, he's in khakis. He did it as a junior sailor. And, you know, he went and got help. And, again, you know, he, he's still here and he's still in the Navy. And, like I said, I, I, I want to be that person that if a sailor is struggling and they're not comfortable with going to their chain of command, that, you know, they can come to me. And, like yeah. I said, I'm not an expert, but I have but I have experience. And, and I kind of just want to, like, push that sailor you know, to make that decision to go and get help themselves. You know, that's my
0: ultimate goal by doing all this. Right. Which you you did, at least one person. And I think that they feel like they can relate, like, this this guy's like me. Like, he knows what I'm going through. It's, like, you don't know. If you walked into a mental health clinic, like, yes, they're experts and they're trained, but do, I, do they feel... Have they ever felt this? You know what I mean? Like, have they ever been in this place before? Uh, Maybe. Maybe that's why they're passionate and they've went that career path. I don't know. But just they know for a fact that because you've put yourself out there the way that you have, that this is a guy that like has the same context that I do. This guy understands so that they're going to be more comfortable approaching you, which I think that I think it was the right decision on your part to do it the way that you did. I don't I don't think you'd be able to accomplish what you're accomplishing without putting your face on it. But it takes a lot of courage to do that, obviously, because you pro- I'm sure you you've experienced some negative negativity as a result. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't have to talk in detail about it. I'm just. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I could talk about it you know, like um,
1: there's always going to be negative people out there. There's always going to be people that, you know, want to talk crap or talk down about you. Um, right. And that's with anything. And that's one of the fears that yeah. junior sailors have is that they're going to go and they're going to think, you know, they're, they're going to get made fun of. Right. Um. But that's not the case,
0: especially on the Internet.
1: Yeah. No no one's going to make fun of you. Um, No one's going to talk crap about you. And if they do, those people are just miserable anyway. They're they're just bad people and they'll make fun of anyone for anything. So and even me,
0: like I said, I've I've seen the the bad comments Right. Yeah. It's finite happiness theory, man. Like generally, they're just unhappy people that, that like they want to bring other people down to be with them, steal their happiness. Yeah. That's uh, in my experience, anyway. Is there anything else you want to hit, share, um, talk about, anything at all?
1: You know, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think that's about it. You know, we we covered it all. As soon as I get off, I'm going to think of everything.
0: Yeah, You're gonna th- <laughs> gonna think of ten things, yeah. Do you want to? I don't know, because I know you're working on the website. Is there a place people can go besides Reddit to to reach out to you and access your videos and stuff?
1: Um. So yeah, on Reddit, um, you could find me on Facebook. So if, okay, uh, if you could spell my name correctly, I promise you, um, there's only you're gonna see two profiles. You know, please friend both of them if you'd like. Okay. Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's at ncccon on Instagram. Um, but yeah, my last name could be a struggle <laughs> to find me on there. So, you know, I'm sure you'll type on here what my, how to spell my last name. And, but feel free, please reach out anytime.
0: It was easier than I thought it was going to be to find you. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like I said, reach out to me anytime. You know, I'm extremely approachable. You know, if you see me in the fleet or you know anywhere, come up to me, say hi. You know, I
0: I love meeting sailors. I love talking to sailors. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. Again, like for this took a lot of coordination. For those of you that don't know, there are just like working Navy people on the phone that we had to coordinate. Mental health professionals listening in that are going to help us make sure that all the all the data talked about in this podcast is all correct. And then obviously Chief Con for being on, man. Thank you guys so much for taking the time, being on. I know everybody's busy, and I'm really really glad to be able to do an episode on this, to bring awareness to it. As soon as your stuff comes, comes around the website and everything, let me know. And I'll I'll publish that on all the social media platforms to bring as much awareness to it as we possibly can. Thank you. Um, but thanks again, man. I'm really excited to be getting this done, uh, and to get this out there for everybody just to provide another small, like (laughs) a small flare up and just say, Hey, take a look at this. Um, that it, it's not as big of a deal to get help as people think it is, especially junior sailors, especially like they the stigma and the, the fears of reprisal and all that stuff. Like it's, it's I'm not going to say it's not real, but it's not something they should, they should be fearing in the way that they are. And it's, it's something that I think the more we talk about it, the more it gets normalized, the more that sailors are going to be willing to reach out. And if they, if they still harbor that fear, like if you just not going to get over it, Reach out to somebody like Chief Khan, he'll point you in the right direction. You can reach out to me, I'll refer you to somebody pointing you in the right direction, like anybody, just to be more comfortable about it. Because same experience as you, just guys I spent hundreds of hours with on deployments that I can't talk about, get out of the Navy, seem to be doing great, and then all of a sudden they're gone, you know? And it's like it, it melts my brain thinking about it and flipping it over in my head and could I have done something? Could I have talked to them about it uh, at the time? Stuff like that, just... Just reach out, ask for help, and we'll go from there. Um, but, man, thanks so much for doing this. Thank you for the people listening in. And that's it. I appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, again, if you ever need anything, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us at don't give up the Ship podcast. Or you can DM me on Instagram at DGuts Podcast. Uh, not just for the podcast stuff that I always talk about, but also if you just need to talk, man reach out. Uh, Chief Khan is a big proponent of that as well. I put all his contacts in the show notes. Uh, you can find him on Instagram, at uh, NCCKahn. Uh, you can find him on Reddit, Grant M. Kahn, uh, or you can find him on Facebook. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his last name, but it's in the show notes. It's Grant Con, uh, And um, again, I'm not <laughs> I'll butcher the pronunciation, but the correct spelling is in the show notes. Uh, so find him on Facebook. You send him a private message there. Uh, and then again, the resources in the show notes—they're available online. Reach out if you need help. Uh, call the military crisis line 1-800-273-TALK or 8255. You can text them 838-255. Shoot them a text. There's a bunch of other resources. Military one source 1-800-342-9647 CONUS. And then I have two numbers in the show notes: 800-342-9647 or 703-253-7599 for Oconus. You can use 311 to get a hold of a chaplain. 1855 uh, navy 311 so it's 1-855-628-9311 you can email them navy311 at navy.mil or you can use that exact same email address in the two line of a text message and you can shoot them a text you can reach out there uh, they got the re- i got a link to real warriors live chat in there a bunch of other resources are available the moral of the story is don't be afraid to reach out whatever the resource you are most comfortable with reach out before you make a rash decision talk to somebody first we need every single one of you to continue doing what we're doing successfully. Again, if anybody needs anything, reach out. If you have ideas, can help spread the word by getting this podcast or any other resource in any other medium as far wide as you possibly can. Share it, post it somewhere, do whatever you want with it. Use it for training, use it for awareness. Just get it out there and, and make sure everybody knows that they have a resource they can use. Uh, that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship.